Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. It is. Hi, Mary. How are you? Oh, I'm recovering. I'm doing better. I can talk today. Good. That's excellent. How are you? I'm I'm here. It's been a whirlwind morning, so um, just recentering and ready to go. Ready to talk all about antioxidants today. Awesome. That's something you hear a lot about. Um, but don't fully, yeah. I for one don't fully understand it. So they, yes, it's, they're a real thing, right? Uh, but it's definitely become like a buzzword almost of saying, oh, well, this has antioxidants in it or um, I don't know. I'm sure that there's like supplements that are touted as being an antioxidant supplement because that's such a huge industry right the supplement industry things like that um and we we certainly i mean technically i guess we don't need them be able to have them and by eating a general healthy diet you will you'll be getting in antioxidants um so it's not necessarily like something different and special um, outside of what you would do just to eat well. Um, It's just like highlighting a different aspect and a different um, function of the foods that we are eating. Um, I wanted to start with some background on like what antioxidants are and why, like what they do. So definitely keep me in check because I don't want to get so science heavy that like people lose interest, right? Like I think it's super interesting um, because it's essentially like the, like the biochemistry of the human body, right? Um, To talk about antioxidants and free radicals and, inflammation and things like that, Um, again, they've all turned into buzzwords, but they are, in fact, like, 
things in your body and processes that happen um, that sometimes serve a role and sometimes, most of the time, we really don't need. Um, so an antioxidant, so anti being against, oxidant, oxidation. So it's something that is um, preventing oxidation from occurring in your body. Um, this is not oxygenation. That's different. This is where um, your body creates like the free radicals. So extra little pieces floating around free, right, that you don't need. And this is where those little free radicals can cause extra problems. Um, they can like uh, adhere to like, so they can like stick to the inside of your blood vessels. They can change the way that your cells are acting. So maybe it makes cells like let in things that they don't normally let in or like can cause like an inflammatory process to start, which is, usually very needed, right? If we are sick or there's like a bacteria or a virus in our body, we want that inflammatory process to happen, but it should be time limited. So when you're sick, a good, a good example is like a virus, right? Typically a virus lasts seven to 10 days. And that inflammatory response during that time and then comes back down and should go away. When it doesn't go away, that's the problem. When you're stuck in that inflammatory state for a long time is when you start to get into like chronic disease um, and chronic inflammation, um, that can cause additional problems in your body. So hopefully we're still in the realm of things that are checking out, making sense, nobody's eyes is, eyes have glassed over, right? Um, so antioxidants work against that, right? They work against those free radicals that are causing things to happen that we don't need to have happen. Um, there are exceptions, but we can touch on those later. Um, there's always exceptions. The body is never a cut and dry thing. So um, the antioxidants basically kind of like absorb those free radicals and help you get rid of them, more or less, right? Attached to it, so it's bound to something, and you can clear it from the body. So what are they, right? And like I was saying, they're things you're already doing or already should be doing. Um, you're typically going to find these in fruits and vegetables. So things you already should be including in your diet. And the, the darker or richer the color, so think like blueberries, right, where it's got a really nice deep color to it, or super dark green leafy vegetables those are going to have more, more vitamin and mineral content. And those vitamins and minerals are part of the antioxidant profile. There's also different chemical compounds like polyphenol um, that are also antioxidants. So like I said, trying to like 
bring it into like kind of regular terms so that we can all stay on like the same page. So um, the biggest ones, the biggest antioxidants that you typically either hear about or you know see written about and see studies on would be things like vitamin C, vitamin E, beta carotene, which is a precursor to vitamin A. Um, those are the big, big antioxidants that we typically talk about. And especially this time of year, vitamin C is always a big one, right? To um, increase that for immune support as we go into cold and flu season. And it is 100% a thing. It definitely helps um, to have some extra vitamin C to help your body fight off things that don't need to be in there, um, like the cold and flu. So that's absolutely a thing. Uh, vitamin E is excellent for helping sort of like, this sounds so like, I don't know, clickbaitish, but like it does help with um, like overall skin health and a little bit of like anti-aging. So you'll see like vitamin E in skin creams and things like that to put it on externally. Um, which certainly work well as you can either take pills of it, but of course I typically recommend eating food. Um, yeah, so vitamin A and E are both fat-soluble vitamins. So even though they're good, you can get too much. Um even like, like I said, I said beta carotene, right? So the precursor to vitamin A, you can actually get too much and you get a little bit orange. So it's very obvious, like your skin gets a little bit orange if you've had too much of it. Um, and it's actually, that's from, you typically find beta carotene in like orange vegetables. So carrots, uh, butternut squash, uh, things like that. So you'll even find it in like peaches, right? Um, a fun story. When I was very little, um, all I really wanted to eat were peaches and rice. I, I was like an infant. And so my dad was in charge of feeding me while my mom was at work. And he fed me peaches and rice a lot because that's what I wanted to eat. I started getting a little orange. <laughs> and it turned out to be from the peaches. It was not, um, it's not jaundice. That's where you turn a little bit yellow and you can see it in like the whites of the eyes. This is more of like an orangey tint. It's not like an Oompa Loompa, like Willy Wonka status of, of orange skin. Although I suppose you could get there if you tried yeah. hard enough, but please don't. <laughs> I knew you could do it from carrots. I had yeah. that this happened to. But I didn't know you could get it from other ants. Other fruits or vegetables. Yeah, it's it's that beta carotene is what causes that like orangey color. And yep, um, I did it with peaches. Well, I didn't, I guess, but it happened to me with um, with peaches. So, um, so I wanted to find some specific. Yeah, 
typically, so another really great source of vitamin A that I feel like has sort of fallen out of popularity is liver. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's not what we typically see, right? Like people aren't having liver and onions like once a week or anything like that. Um, but then my eating liver is another place. Do you eat liver and onions? I eat liver, not the onions. My kids okay. call it poor man's steak. Nice. And I haven't corrected them yet. That's fine. Are, do they eat it? They, my son loves it. But I grew up on it, and I have iron issues, so the doctors told me, well, if you can handle eating it, that's a good thing to eat. So yeah. I grew up on it, so it was just a staple of my, my diet. Organ meats, like liver, is typically a little bit more kind of, in terms of organ meats, liver is more mainstream, um, but are very high in iron and vitamin A, and it's, they're wonderful for your health. It's just not what we normally do. So, like, well, um, my parents hunt, I guess, suppose I do, too. I just haven't gone in years. I'm going this weekend for the first time in uh, probably nine years. Um, so, like, we have liver and heart. Um, but I don't know. The way that my mom does it, you don't – it doesn't feel like you're eating a slice of heart. Huh. Um, but it's an excellent source of – um, of iron as well. You're right. Yeah, I grew up where you, uh, you know, cow heart, cow tongue, and then, you know, beef liver. And like I'll fry it sure. up with a little bit of flour and um, olive oil. And okay. Kids, or, you know, like because my husband, because it gets a bad rep because the liver filters all the toxins in your body. So everyone has this misconception thinking this, you're, this thing you're eating is full of. Toxic chemicals, basically, I guess, is the way someone explains no, it. No, definitely not. And I go, no, it's the charcoal of the human body is the liver. That's a really good way to put it. And it's, I mean, you, and liver is typically not fatty, right? A fatty liver is a problem. Yep. Um, so it's a great, right? Like if you can stomach it and you are fine with eating it it's a really great choice um, well like what I do for like my kids when they my, like my daughter if she don't want to eat it that way and from like my husband is I'll take it and I'll chop it up real fine and I'll mix it in with hamburger for the hamburger helper uh-huh. and they don't know the difference I like that yeah and that is one – so liver is one of those things that there's so much vitamin A in it that you you can actually overdo it and put yourself into that, like, toxicity point. Um, so it's certainly worth kind of evaluating how much you're having and how often you're having it. Um, beef liver is not as bad. I think it's – watch, I'm probably wrong. I think it's polar bear liver which is very, very niche. Um, uh, yeah, that like any of it is considered toxic. But yeah. I don't I don't think anybody listening is on like a polar bear liver kick. Um, but just in case they are, 
Um, there's that. We They're do also, have some um, listeners up for Canada and Alaska. That's I know. I know that they come <laughs> from all over, so I suppose anything is possible. And I would love to hear from you if you have eaten polar bear liver. Um, but it's considered toxic, so please don't. Um, I wonder, and now I'm going to want to read more about that. I wonder if that has to do with, like, the amount of fat stores that they need to survive in a cold climate, and so then it, like, holds in extra um, fat-soluble vitamins, so, like, vitamin A, things like that. But, you know, I I wonder, you know, like, I was reading about these different crabs from different areas, and some are considered toxic. If people, and we were talking about this at an earlier show, you know, um, different cultures or different areas eat certain foods that and it, they're genetically rate, made to eat that food. So, you know, it may be... They're kind of adapted to, to it, yeah. So that's the word. Maybe it's a little different that way. Because yeah. I was reading a thing about different crabs. Some are toxic and some people are like, well, maybe to you guys because you're not used to it, but it's on my table right now. It's just you have to know how to cook it and you eat it. Cut it up like that's it. what. Yeah, the right preparation methods certainly change the nutrient profile a little bit. Um, but then also, there's that adaptation, right? You can essentially like build up tolerance to things, um, especially genetically over time if it's like a a very closed population. Um, so it's it's possible. What always comes to mind is like I think it's pufferfish. Where, like, if it's prepared correctly, it's fine. But if it's not prepared correctly, it's going to kill you. Yeah. Um, it is so insane for the cost of that, too. Oh, yeah. You have to pay for the, uh, yeah. like, expertise in preparation. That's something I've actually never tried. Me neither. I haven't had the guts. That and I've been too poor to afford I, that's what I was like. I've just never had the opportunity. <laughs> it's never been an option. Um, and then I don't know. I don't know if I would take the opportunity if it was presented to me. Um, but that's, I would love, if anybody's tasted it, I would love to know what, like, the profile is, like, what the flavor profile is for that. If it just kind of tastes like fish or if it has its own kind of flavor profile. And please don't say chicken. Uh, other places. <laughs> what was that? I said, please don't just say chicken. Because, like, everybody says everything tastes like chicken. Oh, my God. <coughs> it doesn't, though. I, there's no way. It just, it can't. <laughs> so, vitamin C, like I was saying, is a big one this time of year. And we typically think, like, oranges, citrus fruit, that kind of thing for our vitamin C. But... Um, you also get vitamin C from, like, broccoli and spinach, so that very dark green color. You'll get a little bit of vitamin C. Um, and strawberries and mangoes are also high in vitamin C. So there's so a variety potatoes. that you can get in. What? So are potatoes. Potatoes have some. Let me see how much is in a potato. Let's look it up. And I found that out when we went and saw a nutritionist for my oh, son yeah. because it has more than you think because he yeah. doesn't eat fruit. 
at all. He won't eat juice. He won't do anything to do with fruit. And so a lot of kid, autistic kids are like that, and their most common issue they have is scurvy. And I freaked out. Thinking, oh, oh, from God, the lack of vitamin C. And he was yeah. perfectly healthy, and she goes, does he eat potatoes? I go, yeah. He's Irish. <laughs> I serve him with everything. It's, I well, my and children won't yeah. touch potatoes. It's horrible. Really? Yeah. I, but then I, I love them. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, they don't like them. Hmm. It's upsetting. Because <laughs> then when I make them, it's, I'm just making them for myself. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not just, right, there's, it's not just what we typically think of, but of like our citrus fruit. The world is broader than that. Um, so it's, it's not, as, I guess my point is that it's not as hard to get in antioxidants and you don't necessarily need like a special supplement. Um, you don't need like a special greens powder or anything like that to get them in. Chances are you're getting in a good amount already. And if you're not, you probably need to adjust your entire diet anyway to include more, like, produce, more or less. Um, we did A, we did C, uh, E, and I was talking about how E, like, for, like, skin health. And I was actually just talking to a client this morning about the importance of getting in enough fat um, for skin health, right? One of the first things... I mean, I don't really see anybody with malnutrition anymore, but like when I was working in a hospital setting and we would get malnourished patients, um, you, their skin tends to be very dry. Um, and part of that is um, not getting enough fat, right? So uh, vitamin E, fat-soluble vitamins, they typically go together. Things like avocados or nuts and seeds, that's where you're going to find that vitamin E component and wheat germ, which is very, so like if you're eating a whole grain wheat bread or like a, yeah, like a whole wheat bread or something like that, you'll get in a little bit of vitamin E too. Now, what about oils for the vitamin E? (laughs) Like, um... You mean like if you did like avocado oil instead of avocado? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it theoretically it should follow the fat content. Let's see. Because what I do like, I'll put a little bit before he's because he's now eating meat. He's out. He's eating food foods. But before that, I was worried about his fat. We were talking about on the show, so I drizzle like on his pizza. I drizzle a little bit of oil on top of it to absorb into oh, everything yeah, we else. did talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I expected, it follows the oil. So you'll still get a good vitamin E content um, from just a little bit of avocado oil. 15 milliliters. So, like, not even – it's like – usually like half a medicine cup is 15 milliliters, um, you'll get up to 40% of your daily requirement. Kind of depends on the oil. But, yes. So that definitely works. And avocado oil actually has a um, 
um, a pretty high smoke point. So what that means is that it's good for cooking. Right. Um, yeah. So like olive oil is has a low smoke point. So it's not a good choice for doing like a stir fry where you're doing high heat. Um, but avocado oil will do well with that. I think we should do a show on that, the different types of oils, like the olive oil, the extra virgin olive oil. Yeah, sure. Western, or, you know, um, vegetable oil, you know, all the different oils and people understanding how, you know, they are, have different different kinds for different cooking temperatures, but also the nutrient values. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot out right now about oils in terms of, like, should you be eating or whatever, like consuming seed oils and things like this. Um, but there's also this component to it of, like, how are you using the oil? Like, are you breaking it down while you're cooking it so you're not really, one, you're not really getting the benefit of it, and two, then potentially, like, introducing things that you don't really want too, right? So, like, I actually did a reel for Instagram yesterday about knowing when your oil is bad, so, like, when it's gone rancid. Um, it smells like plastic. So, like, I had a thing of olive oil, and I just I didn't use it fast enough. And I think, I think the date on it was still good, but it smells like plastic, so it's not good anymore. And it's going in the garbage, sadly. That's where I got the idea from. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I check out. I get the alert, so I check out your Instagram stuff. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting better at them. I'm still, I, I don't know. I'm always learning, definitely always <laughs> learning, especially when it comes to that arena. You are better than me at but, it. Uh, I rarely do them. I, I, like, <laughs> balked at the idea of posting every day and used to only be able to manage, like, a couple times a week, like, two or three times a week. And then I think yesterday, I think I posted twice. Like, I'm up to about, like, once or twice a day at this point. And it's just kind of letting go of the perfection, as with anything. Right, letting go of the perfection and just kind of showing up. And that translates into so many areas of just let go of perfection, show up the way you are, do your best, leave it out there. That's um, why I do lives instead of actual recording and posting because then I can't edit. It's there. Well, that's like this show, right? I mean, it's technically yep. a live radio show and the repost oh, live is what it is. Yeah, and I, I don't edit. I don't take it down and re-edit and do adjustments. I'm like, nope, what it is is what it is. Good. I think that that's great. It it humanizes the host, right, all of us. Um, that it's not a perfect, like, polished piece. It's real. I always um, look at it like wrong. He's not a politician, so, you know, when we do live show, our live shows like this, we're getting the facts. And it's not really rehearsed. So you're getting no. the nitty-gritty. 
to you know get to know us on a level that you understand that we know what we're talking about. We're not one of those influencers that sits all day reshooting a video for the world to see and make oh, sure God. it's perfect and I wouldn't do. Exactly. I used to do so many takes of different things and I just I don't have that kind of time in my life. No. I do like I do a little bit of like background stuff and like gather my ideas for these, but it's certainly not scripted by any stretch. I've got, I think, like a full 12 words and two arrows written down for today. Yeah. <laughs> we have a brief little outline. Like I'll text you right, you know, usually today I'm just playing catch up like you were, you know, what's the show about today? And we just run with it. Yeah, we just go. And it's, um, yeah, so a couple other um, uh, antioxidants I wanted to touch on, right? Those are really, like, the big vitamin ones. And then I feel like some of the other, like, buzzworthy type ones are the words that we're not quite as familiar with, right? And so we say, ooh, that's fancy, right? So things like, um, I'll just run off some, like polyphenols, um, isoflavonoids, flavonoids, Flavonoids, I guess, excuse me, um, are some of the ones where it's like, it sounds fancy, um, or like, well, I'm familiar, like anthocyanins. So, again, they sound fancy. We're not quite sure what that means. So, it like, from a marketing standpoint, right, it piques our interest. And then we get kind of roped in to see, like, oh, my God, I do need those things. Maybe I do need this supplement. You don't. Um, unless your diet is, like, extremely limited. Um, anthocyanins, think cyan is right in the middle, which means blue. It's stuff that's, like, bluish purple, blueberries. Right? Like, it can dial back into something very simple that you can add in from a whole food perspective. Um, and things like, no, I'm not going to remember what order I went in, but, um, the, um, polyphenols, those you're typically going to find in herbs. So like the little, like green herbs, right? So start adding like some basil, parsley, oregano, rosemary, things like that into your cooking. And that's going to do more for you than um, than a supplement is going to. There's There was a study at one point, there's probably been more than one, that isolating these compounds and trying to just take them um, doesn't have the same benefit as eating the food. Uh, the study that comes to mind was specifically done with tomatoes. Um, and taking the lycopene or one of the um, antioxidants out of a tomato and trying to just have it alone didn't provide the same antioxidant benefit as eating the whole tomato. So there's also something about the way that it's combined with the other nutrients in the food that help us to absorb and use it. Um, and that's part of the reason that I really go for, like, this full food whole food, if you will, perspective of getting what we need as best as we're able, getting it from food, right? You know, 
there's always cases where um, you can't, but for the the vast majority of people, like you don't have short bowel syndrome, you don't have, you're not missing parts of your intestine, you can chew and swallow your food. Like if you still have all of these mechanisms in place, like let's use them and let's use full food with it because that's how you're going to get the most out of it. Um, and honestly, it's the most enjoyable, right? Like, I would much rather eat some blueberries than take a pill, personally. Or eat, drink that slimy green wheatgrass dr- smoothie it's, drink that you spend, like, 20 bucks on. I've, I've honestly never tried wheatgrass. I, I it, just don't have the guts. Which is a lot for me. Technically, technically, that's like food-based, though, right? You're not taking a pill of it. You're just taking like a ground-up shot of wheatgrass. Yeah, so but I've been told theoretically that if we're designed to eat grass, you'd have four stomachs. I just have a hard time with. <laughs> um, it's there are people that absolutely swear buy wheatgrass shots. Um, I'm not, I'm not a wheatgrass person, but I mean, it is high in like vitamin A, C, and E, like we have been talking about with antioxidants. I understand why. And then grinding it down will help with that, like our ability to be able to digest it. Um, So it's not like just eating the actual grass. So, again, many, many ways to get there. So if you're on the wheatgrass train, it can certainly work for you. More power to you. My question is how much of its actual placebo effect or your mind telling you, you know, this is good for you, we're going to eat this because that's the thing to do. Wait, let me see. Which is scientifically um, proven to help absorb it, as opposed to the people that you know their spouse makes them do it, so they don't really like it, but they do it to shut up their spouses. I'm just curious. I'm sure there's plenty of that. Oh yeah, plenty of those. It's I can't. There's so many different options for like wheat grass that I can't get a solid quick answer on like how much is actually in it. And then it's also going to matter like how much you water it down to is what I'm One of those rabbit holes you really just don't want to go into. If you like it, drink yeah. it. More power to you. you. No. Yeah. I mentioned some other ones that I wanted to make sure we cleared up. So flavonoids, um, think like this is where you get into like tea, red wine, those antioxidants. Um, So there's that like, oh, well, you know, wine is good for you because it has antioxidants like red wine. Yes, but like you can also get the flavonoids somewhere else for like people that don't drink. You're not missing out on something. You can get them other places. But um, that means a glass, not a bottle. 
also true, and a glass is five ounces. So I don't know how big your wine glasses are, but mine are certainly larger than five ounces. So it's about actually only having a five-ounce serving. Um, yeah, moderation, which is not something that Americans are very good at. No. Yeah. So, but this is where, like, tea, green tea comes in, too, of, of having those antioxidant benefits. Um, this is different than herbal teas. Um, those are, those typically don't have actual tea leaf in them, which sometimes is good if you're looking to avoid tea for some reason, like, um, because it can be a little bit more, uh, like, astringent and acidic. So for some people that have really bad reflux, like, they don't want actual tea, they can typically go with an herbal tea where it might be, um, I don't know, I have raspberry tea down here. So it's made with raspberry leaves instead um, and not with tea leaves. So, yeah, but there's that's where, like, flavonoids come into play. And I mentioned the isoflavonoids as well, so it's a little bit different. Um, you get these from, um, like, lentils and peas and soybeans. Now, question about soybeans. There's so much oh, I was waiting for good this. and bad. I think there's no way you're going to cover it in this show right now. But it would be a good idea to take part of a show and talk about that. Yeah. So soy gets very controversial. Um, we could certainly do, like, a deep dive into, like, the background of that and how it started to get controversial. Um, because it goes into one of my favorite topics of, like, media hype. <laughs> um, and how things get blown way out of proportion where there's an element of truth that then gets skewed okay. um, because it makes a better story. And then, as we all know, once something's out on the Internet, it never dies. And then I get to spend my life talking about soy and artificial sweeteners um, when I'm like, didn't, didn't we cover this and finish this off like five years ago? And it's, it's still here. Um, it doesn't help that soy, they just ban new new artificial sweeteners, you know. It's, it's uh, I don't know. There's some days where I'm like, something's going to kill me. As long as I enjoy it while it's happening, I suppose. Like, sure. But I know that's not the right attitude, but there's just some days where <laughs> that that's what I That's my attitude because I get yelled at because <laughs> I, I drink like crystal white that has aspartame in it. You're going to die from this, this, and this. I go, you know what? I survived the the battlefield. I'm good. So, <laughs> I've never survived the battlefield, but correct. You right? got kids. Here's you my got battlefield. Team. Sure. It's not the same. Nobody's ever shot at me. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. We'll get back to soy. Here's the thing with, like, crystal light, because I am an avid water flavor drinker, right, of all types. <laughs> I would rather see somebody use those and get in enough water during the day than somebody struggle to drink plain water and end up dehydrated. That was the excuse Speaking I Speaking from experience. That is because I don't drink pop, 
So literally, Crystal Light is the only, flavored water and water is the only thing I drink, period. You don't drink coffee? No. Really? I love the smell. I can't stand it. And, like, I'm lactose intolerant because people's logic was, let's add all this crap into it. And I go, I can't. I can't drink milk. Oh, no. Don't add stuff into it. Then you're, like, drinking a dessert. Um, So... So that's how I usually get in my protein shakes after a workout is, and that's literally what I'm drinking right now is iced coffee with protein powder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I just, but I also, I didn't really drink coffee until I had children. So I know it's possible. It is. Um, I've tried it when I was in the military and like um, down at Fort Sam when it rains down in Texas. It floods, so you're either yeah. not getting on base, you're not getting off base, and we ran out of caffeine pop. Oh. And I was desperate after two days See. of no caffeine. Yeah. Um, that's, unless I'm putting um, protein powder in it, I drink my coffee black. That's just, my dad drank it black. Or still drinks it black. My mom doesn't drink coffee anymore, but when she did, I think put like cream in it, maybe. No, I don't remember. It's been years since she drank coffee. Anyway, um, soy was your was the original question, right? Because I mentioned that soy has some of those antioxidant components, the isoflavonoids that you would find in like lentils and peas. Um, are also present in soybeans. Soy, the only time I, as a dietitian, have had somebody limit their soy intake is when they had a very specific type of breast cancer and were undergoing treatment. Um, So very specific diagnosis and very specific set of circumstances, right? So both of those things were playing into it. Um, Beyond that, it doesn't have, and like I said, we should really do a deep dive on it, doesn't have the influence that it's made out to have um, when your body is working normally. And that's, we all like to think we're special, um, but chances are your body's working fine. So soybeans, tofu, things made with soy protein are fine. And it's a great alternative to, um, like, animal proteins and meat sources of protein for somebody who's, like, looking to kind of branch out and try new things or somebody who's looking to do like some more vegetarian eating um, and things like that. So, yeah. Well, I know like the, like tofu and stuff like that's like a staple of the Asian culture. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and it's, there's other things that are made with the soybeans too, like 
Um, miso is a fermented soybean paste. It is a great, like, like umami, so like savory, yeah. warm flavor to it. Um, so I actually keep some in my fridge, and when I'm cooking and need a little bit more of that, like, deep savory flavor, I'll throw in some miso paste. Um, tempeh is made with soybeans, another good protein source. And then tofu, which is a little bit more of like the mainstream um, soybean product, is super easy to like chop up and use instead of meat when you're doing like a stir fry or like a like a sheet pan meal with like roasted veggies and whatever. You can throw in tofu instead of like chicken or beef or something. So, yeah, and it's a good way to get in some more of those antioxidants. I, I'm trying to make sure I covered, like, did a little bit of detail on all the ones I mentioned. We did the vitamins, the A, C, and E. We talked about the flavonoids, isoflavonoids. We told, we did get it a little bit into the tomatoes and the lycopene. Uh, the, the poly one. Oh, polyphenols. Those are our herbs. Those are our nice green herbs. Um, they just have additional, um, like, flavor compounds, right, that you're not finding in, like, lettuce and spinach that also happen to be antioxidants and happen to help with, like, um, getting rid of those free radicals working against the oxidation in your body. Um, so, so like your rosemary, your thyme, things like that? Yeah. Rosemary, thyme, basil, parsley, um, oregano. Which are also oh, natural yeah. antibiotics, too. Yeah, they can, they can certainly help with that as well. I would not suggest using that instead of if you have, like, a bacterial infection throughout your body. Um, oh, yeah, right? no, it's, a... <laughs> that's part of the stuff in, like, your chicken soup that helps you get over it faster. Yeah, um, chicken soup too. If you do bone broth instead mm -hmm. of just like um, bouillon or something, you'll get in um, like more nutrients that way too with bone broth and you get in some collagen, which is lovely for like your joint health and your skin health too. Just a little way to kind of level up your chicken soup. Yeah, even if you're buying it out of a can and don't make it, instead of adding the water, add the bone broth. Yeah. That's what we do when mom's just too sick and lazy to make it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you can certainly make your own bone broth, but you, yeah, buying it, it still, it still works, definitely. Um, so this time of year, right, um, so like, Avoiding cold and flu stuff always comes up. I feel like there's another word for that. Uh, like immune boosting type thing, right? And um, we talked about vitamin C helping with that. But zinc and vitamin D can also help with that. Um, zinc is also considered a little bit of like an antioxidant. Vitamin D, I mean, I've never really considered it an antioxidant. 
Um, I don't think it is. Let's just find out. But um, antioxidant. I can't spell ever. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's um, it's controversial is what we're finding per the National Institute of Health as to whether or not vitamin D should be considered an antioxidant. Um, because it does have some protective effects, right? It does a little bit more than just helping us absorb calcium. Um, but so unconfirmed and controversial is the final word on vitamin D as an antioxidant. But it can help with supporting your immune function, especially like around this time of year, right? Depending on where you're living, you're probably getting less exposure to the sun. Um, and that's where our bodies naturally make vitamin D, like a little bit of a plant. You're making things from sunshine. Uh, so when you're not getting as much sun, sometimes it's helpful to supplement with some vitamin D. Um, and then, because we're not, in terms of food sources, I mean, milk is typically fortified with vitamin D, but then that presents a problem for people that are lactose intolerant. Um, and you'll also get vitamin D from, um, oh, my God, the tiny fish, sardines, um, because you're eating the bones. So unless you're eating sardines and drinking fortified milk, um, a lot of times we need to supplement with vitamin D. That is one of those things where it's hard, really hard to get where you need to be from just food uh, because we typically get our needs met through sunshine. And if we're not getting that, then you need some supplementation. And the other one I mentioned was zinc. And that you're going to find in meat. So, like, that goes, circles back to kind of where we started of um, talking about, like, liver. But any kind of lean meat, you're going to find some zinc component. Um, nuts are high in zinc. And seafood. I think, is it the Brazil nut that's, like, super high? Is in a lot. Yeah. Um, you can, so Brazil nuts are one of those things where it's suggested to not eat more than three in a day um, to avoid um, excess levels of zinc. So you can eat like one Brazil nut a day in combination with your other foods. You're probably meeting your zinc requirements. So it's certainly something that can easily be done through food intake, but that helps with, um, like, supporting immune function, fighting off any germs that you come in contact with, and it's also really, really good for healing. Um, so think, like, honestly, think of, like, um, those of us that have children, like diaper rash cream is typically a zinc ointment. Oh, so, yeah. Top, yeah, topically, it helps with healing, too. This is just taking it internally to help with healing as well. 
Um, or like we use mineral-based sunscreen. It's just like I started using it with the kids because that was recommended for like infants and we are very pale and burn very easily. And so I just started using their sunscreen too. And, you know, at 35, I still break out. But using um, the sunscreen with zinc in it actually, like, helps heal that up on my face too. So topically it's helpful, and then internally it's helpful as well. I know, like, that um, Airborne, I think it is. It was, yeah. Uh, that's a bit. I think it's got a few other things in it, but its main component is zinc. Yeah, so things like airborne or like emergency is typically a zinc vitamin C compound. Um, usually they've got some other stuff added in there too. Um, but yeah, and they certainly help for sure. That's actually, that reminds me that I need to uh, start talking about. just add in like. Yeah, I just add in, like, an emergency, like, once a day usually around this time of year because I feel like my children bring home everything from school. They're carriers. <laughs> they if don't get we sick. Did, we get sick. So that's what – okay, you say that, but, like, last year when we had COVID, they didn't get sick. Like, I would have never thought to test them. But then I got sick, and then I tested them. And I'm like, how long have you had it for? Like, I don't know. They could have been running around for like a week with it before I even knew. Yeah. It was bananas, for sure. That's how my house is, too. They get sick maybe once a year. And they're only sick for like a couple of days where we're like dying for like a week. No, last year they were they were in rough shape last year, except for that stint where they were fine and I was in rough shape. Um, they did both of them. I know my son did. He got the flu and the strep throat at the same time. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So this year, mom's going to try to do a better job of making sure that we're including lots of, like, vitamin C and zinc type things. Um, because I don't want a repeat of last year. And I think that I was probably not quite on my game um, in terms of making sure that we had upped our intake of those things. Well, that and everything was a short supply last year, too, because of COVID. Oh, my God. Getting them antibiotics was a nightmare when they had strep throat. It was like... The pharmacy called and was like, "Where we don't have that." I was like, "Can you tell the doctor, not me?" <laughs> like, and we had to switch to something different than what the doctor wanted to use. I don't remember what it was at this point, because the the pharmacy was just like, "We don't have it, and we have no idea when we're getting it." So yeah, yes, yeah. I know. Like we Prevention. buy those um. They're all natural. They're like a honey thing, but they're better bear pops. They're like suckers with zinc and different things in them to help yeah. boost their immune system for kids. 
I've heard of those. I've never tried them, but I have heard of them. But it's the same, like, idea of getting in some extra zinc, some extra antioxidants to really help with that. Yeah, um, and they're in a, that a second format for stuff. kids so you're not running around with a cough drop type thing in their mouth. Yeah, that gets dangerous. So um, something I want to get better at is, like, doing a little thing at the end to talk about what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Um, so if anybody's looking to follow me, they can certainly find me on Instagram is where I'm most active, and that's at Beth Wyman underscore RD, as in registered dietitian. And I know, Mary, that you saw one of my posts that I have an upcoming in-person event. So anybody that's local to the Albany, New York region, um, you can certainly check that out. We're actually, I partnered with a Reiki master, and we're doing a workshop. So it's actually like a three-hour workshop on um, energy and food consumption to uh, really get in touch with your body and lean into, like, your natural abilities to basically, like, heal yourself, right, to listen to your body, learn what's wrong, and then correct it. Are you going to have any that will be um, virtual? Um, so it depends on the level of interest, right? Like if I have if I have a bunch of people that come to me and are like, hey, is there going to be a virtual option? I'm all for setting up some sort of like hybrid situation um, or doing the first one in person and then doing like hybrid or virtual options. So this one is going to be live unless I get like an overwhelming request to do it hybrid. Um, but this is like our kind of like putting feelers out and see how the response goes. Um, oh. It's something that we've both heard a lot of interest in doing from um, right talking with clients and just people in general. Um, so, it yes, kind of depends what kind of traction it gets if we decide to take it into the virtual space as well. So I've had four people ask me if it was going to be virtual. You did? I did. So I'm, I asked. I'm making a note. So if you want um, an option for this to be virtual, everybody, make sure you send her a message so she knows. And we'll set up a poll yeah, and, on social media for y'all. Yeah, um, definitely. Let's set up a poll. And people can always, just, like, reach out to me and let me know if you're interested in a virtual option. Because, like I said, if I get enough interest and in what is enough, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. But four is a lot already. Like, I would say if we get, like, eight people at least that are interested in a virtual option, I will certainly – I'll set it up. I'll make sure that the space is equipped with, um, like, a video component. I'll have to make sure that, like, we're mic'd so you can hear us well, right? So there's different, different components that come into play doing a virtual choice versus just the in-person because in-person – it's a small workshop. We've limited it to 11 people to keep it, like, very intimate. 
um, and make sure that people get the most out of it. And again, like ideally we'll end up with like a wait list and just get to do this over and over again to give more people the opportunity to do it. Um, so I'm all for expanding it if there's the, the interest. You know, I have an idea. For sure. Um, maybe down the road around New Year's when resolutions start coming in, let's do um, a radio summit, a virtual summit. You know, you talk about Ooh. health and nutrition. You get your Reiki person to talk about her stuff. You know, we've got other mental health aspects. We could cover, like, all these different things and do a whole weekend event. <coughs> that would be a lot of fun. And start off the new year with a bang. That's, um, yeah, this is the time of year where I'm starting to plan for New Year. So, yeah. I will put feelings on there and start putting some stuff together. Yeah. And that way, too, you know, a couple hours in, they've got, you know, we can do a whole, you know, weekend event with different. That'd be so much fun. Oh, yeah. I love doing that. I'm I'm part of a lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We are at our time. Thank you all for listening to me. I have so much fun doing this, so hopefully people enjoy listening to it. Um, yeah, you've, your listenership has increased quite a bit. I'm so excited. And Ron and Linda said they're sorry they didn't make it today, but it is Linda's mom's 91st birthday today. Ooh, happy birthday. Yeah, 91. That's incredible. Lots of antioxidants. Yeah. And attitude to match. That's perfect. (laughs) All right, y'all. So join us tomorrow morning with um, Georgette. And tomorrow at noon, we're doing a special show. It is National Deploying. I've had panic about that one because of what's going on in the Middle East. What National Deployment Day is, is to recognize not only the soldiers that deploy, but the families and what they go through when their loved ones are sent off. There's a lot that goes into other component when it talks about deployments. And it doesn't mean you're going overseas. A lot of deployments are just covering for other people that do go overseas. You know, you might get shipped to another base temporarily, things like that. So we're going to talk about all of that at noon tomorrow. All right. Have a great afternoon, Mary. You too. And we're getting ready for Halloween on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun, provided it doesn't rain or snow. Hmm. (laughs) Have a good day. Have a good night. Join us back here tomorrow at 10 Eastern. Bye for now. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.